Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to The Bad Broadcast. I'm your host, Maddie Murphy. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to a new episode of The Bad Broadcast. My name is Maddie Murphy, and I am your host. If this is your first time joining us, welcome. I'm so glad that you're here. Maybe your New Year's resolution was to listen to better podcasts, and that's and that's how you found your way found your way over here. Maybe you're a regular, and if you are, welcome back. I love you. I'm so glad that you've you've held on to this and stuck with me through so much. And maybe you're rejoining us. Maybe you listened at the beginning and then you fell off the bandwagon and you're rejoining us because you found out that I got divorced. And now I'm like a little bit more interesting to you. I'm not judging, by the way. If that is why you're here, I can't say I've never done that. You know, sometimes I unfollow people and then they have a big life event. I'm like, I better refollow, see where their life's headed. So if that is why you're here, I'll accept it. I'm just glad. I'm glad that you found your way over. It is the first episode of a new year, 2023 can't believe we did it. Can't believe we survived 2022. Well, actually, at this current moment, as I'm recording this, I have not yet survived 2022. But I'm I'm hoping that nothing crazy happens in the next couple weeks. And I start 2023 extra fresh. However, we have several things that we need to talk about today. The first thing that we need to talk about is New Year's resolutions, because I have one question for you. And that is who needs them? Who needs New Year's resolutions? Not us. Do you want to know how many people I know that have accomplished their New Year's resolution, like who have set a goal on January 1st and then on December 31st of the same year, they can look back and honestly say that they stuck with whatever goal they set or they accomplished something? I know zero. I know zero people who have ever done that. I've never met anyone in my whole life who has kept their New Year's resolution. And I have beef with New Year's resolutions, and I'm going to tell you about it. One of my beefs, one of my, one of my, <laughs> I'm just trying to think of a better word than beefs. One of my problems with New Year's resolutions is that they're always about giving something up. They're all about giving up something that probably brings you joy, first of all. And I would like to give up nothing. In fact, I would like to start the process of adding more into my life. And another thing I don't like is that they're always around giving up unhealthy or toxic or petty things that we do. And maybe it's road rage or like eating fast food, sending screenshots of embarrassing things that people say to you, to your friends. And 
I think that we should give up none of those because there's levels to toxicity, right? Like road rage, not great, but cheating on your spouse, way worse. So there are just some toxic things in life that don't really matter that much. In fact, I think it's healthy to let yourself have an outlet sometimes. It's kind of like the whole point of my podcast. It's what I started the podcast on, that it's okay to be negative or have a bad attitude or hate things. I actually think it's vital to have a healthy space for negativity because guess what? That rage you're feeling, it's going to come out one way or another. So if screaming in your car to yourself is going to make you scream at your kids less, then keep screaming in your car. I, I also like whenever New Year's is approaching, there's so much content on the internet from like mindset and health and wellness, like coaches and trainers and all this stuff. And I just don't think that all of it is meant for everyone. I don't think that every single person in the world would benefit from waking up at 4 a.m. and working out. I don't think that's universal. It's like how not every single person needs the same vitamins. Like I'll watch TikToks that are like, you're low on vitamin B or magnesium or your thyroid's broken. And it's just not true. It's not, it's not universal. What's healthy for someone else may not be what's healthy for you. So like some people do want to feel less anger. They just don't want to feel anger. Some people want to feel angry and then let it out and deal with it that way. So that's my whole preamble to today's topic, which is New Year's retributions. And a retribution is defined by Google as a punishment inflicted on someone as vengeance. So in other words, what toxic or petty or unhealthy behavior will you never be giving up. Also, I know that retribution doesn't really fit the definition exactly. It's just the only word that was similar to resolution that meant anything close to what I was going for. So anyway, you guys get the point. You don't need to give up everything that's deemed negative because sometimes they are a healthy release. And on top of that, they're usually way more fun than the healthy option. So who cares? Nothing is real. We're all going to die. Let's have fun. How's that? Did I make everyone feel really good starting off the year? (laughs) Perfect. First, I'm going to start with a couple petty things that I will never give up. First things first, I, I steal a little bit. Okay. Sometimes I steal a little bit, just a little bit, just in very minor ways. Like sometimes I go to the self-checkout and I put in a less expensive version of what I'm buying into the code thing. Sometimes I put red delicious apples when I'm buying Honeycrisp. I know that's a steep margin, but sometimes I do it. The other day I bought an English cucumber. By the way, did you guys know those things are like $3 each for a cucumber? So I put it in as a regular cucumber and this is probably bad. And when I've said this on the podcast before, a lot of people got really mad at me. Also, I'm pretty sure that somebody who works at my local grocery store told on me And passed it along to the staff because for the last like eight times I've grocery shopped, the lady has stood right behind me. So I actually can't do this anymore. I feel like I'm being monitored. I am, I am public enemy number one. Move over, John Dillinger, because I'm stealing Honeycrisp apples. Okay. Another toxic thing that I do is quitting board games when I'm losing. I will not give this up because I don't like losing. And if I lose, we're all going to be in a much worse situation. So I can either ruin things now or I can ruin things later in a much more intense way. 
it's up to you. I think everybody can agree they would rather me quit and make a scene and ruin things for like 15 minutes than lose the board game and ruin everybody's next three weeks. I think that I think that we can agree on that. The last one for myself that I will not be giving up is I will not stop judging people who are consistently super late to things. Listen, you're running five minutes behind. Fine. Your sitter was late. Fine. But when someone is late to everything all the time by like 20 minutes or more, I will be judging you. I, I do think that I'm just, I'm just slightly better than people because I am offensively early to everything unless it's like a genuine accident. I, I cannot remember the last time I was late that wasn't an accident. Wait, yeah. Did I say that sentence right? If, if I have something scheduled, I make sure that I am, oh my gosh, at least 20 minutes early. Do you know how many times I've had to pull over and just sit for 10 minutes because the time that I would show up is just way too early? Yeah. Do I think that makes me better than some people? I do. I do. And I'm not, I'm not proud of that, that, that perspective that I have. Anyway, I'm not saying that if you're late every now and again, I'm judging you. It's when it's consistent and it's by more than 15 minutes, especially if it's something that's at the same time every day or every week or every time it happens. Like, like when I was working in nine to five, like people who were late every single day, I wanted to be like, but you've done this before. Like, you know, you know, the, the process, you know, how long it takes you to get here. You know how long it takes you to get ready. Like, how are you? How is this still happening? So those are my three things. And I'm sure I'm sure more things will come up throughout the episode because I agree with a lot of the things that you guys are not giving up. But let's discuss discuss some more toxic behavior that you guys will not be giving up for submission. These are these are all submitted by you. I just I think I just said that, but I don't know if I did. So I'm repeating myself. I did not come up with these. I will not stop getting annoyed at the little things that other people do that I also do. It's okay when I do it, but nobody else can. <laughs> this this is the story of my life. I just talked about this with the Taylor Swift tickets. I was so mad at people posting their Taylor Swift tickets and then I posted mine. But like when I do it, everybody be cool. You know what I mean? You guys know how many things make it onto my hate lists that I do, like when I do love hate segments, that they make them on there because I do them? Dozens. Dozens. Because self-awareness is key. I tell myself that if you're self-aware about something, it like cancels out the fact that you're doing it. Like if I have BO, I genuinely think that if I tell people I stink, it makes me like not stink as much. Like people don't notice if I'm stinky or they like don't care or it doesn't bother them. Like if I also am in on it, then it, it cancels it out. You know what I mean? Makes sense to me. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is sponsored by Babbel. One of the most exciting things about a new year is that you never know what adventures are just around the corner. I can attest to this. You never know what the year holds. From new travel experiences to new jobs or picking up new skills, there's no better way to prepare for 2023 than by learning a new language with Babbel. Babbel is the language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions. And thanks to Babbel's addictively fun and easy bite-sized language lessons, you can feel confident no matter where the new year takes you. I have been learning French. And one day I'm going to do an entire podcast in French and you guys are all going to understand it because you're like, 
Conveniently, we've also been taking French on Babbel. With Babbel, you only need 10 minutes to complete a lesson. So you can start having real life conversations in a new language in as little as three weeks. Other language learning apps use AI for their lesson plans, but Babbel lessons were created by over 150 language experts and voiced by real native speakers, not computers. So their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be more effective. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, plus Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you improve your pronunciation and accent. There are so many ways to learn with Babbel. In addition to lessons, you can access podcasts, games, videos, stories, even live classes. Plus, it comes with a 20-day money-back guarantee. So you can start your new language learning journey today with Babbel. Right now, get up to 55% off of your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash bad. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bad for up to 55% off of your subscription. Babbel, language for life. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is sponsored by Green Chef. You know what is really annoying? Grocery shopping. You know what's even more annoying? Grocery shopping when the grocery stores are really busy. You want to know what fixes both of these problems? Green Chef. Green Chef is the number one meal kit for eating well with dinners that work for you, not the other way around. Green Chef also has options for every single lifestyle, whether it's keto or paleo, vegan, vegetarian, fast and fit, Mediterranean, and gluten-free. There's truly nothing better or more convenient than getting all of the ingredients that you need for multiple delicious meals delivered to your doorstep. Their recipes feature organic produce, premium proteins, and sustainably sourced ingredients. So you can raise your food standards in 2023 and reap the flavor benefits. Also, Green Chef is the only meal kit that is both carbon and plastic offset. So they offset 100% of their carbon footprint, as well as 100% of the plastic in every box. So with Green Chef, you're reducing your food waste by at least 23% versus grocery shopping. And you're doing the planet some good. So bring more flavor to your table in the new year with Green Chef's wholesome elevated recipes. If you go to greenchef.com slash 60 bad and use the code 60 bad, you will get 60% off plus free shipping. Again, you will go to greenchef.com slash 60BAD and use the code 60BAD and get 60% off plus free shipping. Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? more confident, capable surgeons, and even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The next one. I will never stop eavesdropping. Sorry. I too, I too very much eavesdrop. Something I have mastered is the ability to not move my head but be able to shift my eyes so far over that I can read someone's texts that are right next to me. Like I could even have my, like if somebody's sitting to my left on a plane and they're texting somebody, I can even have my head turned a little bit to the right and my eyes all the way cranked so that I can read their texts. Like if you're near me and you're on your phone, I'm reading your texts. If we're on a plane, an elevator, at a concert, I will be reading your texts for absolutely no reason at all. 
Okay, next one. I will not stop laughing out loud at my books in public just to seem superior because I read. You reader bitches are so toxic and I love it so much. I don't read. Okay, Meg made me read A Court of Thorns and Roses and I completed it and I never cracked open another book. However, I for some reason find myself on book talk a lot and I live for the drama. You guys, there's like all these little, there's all these different facets. Some people are on the like Colleen Hoover team and some people hate her and some people love Court of Thorns and Roses. Some people hate it. They like, they have these little feuds. It's so amazing. Also, I do find people who read superior. I feel very intimidated and like less than when I'm in your presence. And I'm actually not joking at all. So 100% of any joke I make about people who read is complete projection and jealousy. Just FYI. And I do think that you should keep laughing in public. Like I will roll my eyes at somebody who does that. But please know it's because I know I'm inferior. I'm sorry. I just you guys, I want to read. I want to be a reader. You guys say all these slutty little books are so entertaining and steamy. And I can't even stay awake for more than 10 minutes when I start reading. Like if I'm having a really hard time sleeping, that's when I whip out a book. I just, I find it very boring. And I just, I have a, I have a thought that like reading was so required in school that reading for fun just felt like work. So when I meet people who have overcome that, I do think that you are mentally tougher than I am. Because when I read, I feel like I'm being punished genuinely. Okay, next one. I will not stop treating people the way they treat me. If you're nice to me, I'm nice back. No more putting up with mean, rude, or taking advantage behaviors. For example, my in-laws don't talk to me. I don't try to start conversations with them anymore. It's great. 10 out of 10 recommend. So this is probably considered toxic, which is pretty confusing for me because it's it's for sure the most logical. Like, you know how the golden rule is treat others how you want to be treated? We should change that. We should change it to treat others how they treat you. This is my theory with road rage. Like I don't initiate anything usually, but if somebody does something to me, then I will absolutely do it right back to them. I will retaliate. There's no need for me to be the bigger person here. I have no loyalty to my moral compass when people start behaving badly. (laughs) Oh, okay. Next one. I will never stop being overly dramatic when I'm too hot or cold. It's probably super annoying, but I have to complain to help cope. You guys know that I'm a warm gal. I run about 15 degrees hotter than everyone around me at all times. If you ever ask me if I need some air, the answer is always yes. However, when I'm hot, I act like I'm the first person to ever experience warmth. Like I act like no one has ever been sweaty before. I'm I'm the only one who's ever been affected by this. (laughs) Like you would not know the difference between me being sweaty. And me having like a rare incurable disease. Same reaction, same vibes. And this would be fine if I wasn't sweaty literally all the time. Like I'm sweaty all the time. That means I act like this all the time. So thank you for validating me and reminding me that I don't have to change. I'm not going to change that. I'm going to keep being as dramatic as possible when I'm way too hot. Okay, this one came in a handful of times and it didn't surprise me one bit. I will not be giving up Diet Coke. I don't care how unhealthy it is. It brings me joy. And in this world, we all need a little joy, right? I bet like 90% of the women listening right now have a cold DC in hand. And you shouldn't ever give it up. You shouldn't have to. I unfortunately do judge people who are addicted to Diet Coke. 
And that's my toxicity to live with. Like, I also, I, I don't know why I do this. I act like I'm the pinnacle of health because I drink a lot of water. It's literally my one, it's my one healthy habit. And I have absolutely no room to talk about what people put in their bodies when I am a very public baloney apologist. Where, where do I get off doing that? So keep your diet Cokes, live your best lives. Okay, next one. I will not stop treating myself for literally anything. Had a bad day? Treat myself. Had a good day? Treat myself. Did something somewhat annoying out of my routine? Treat myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Girl, yes. More of this in 2023. I actually, I don't see a downside to this one. Reward yourself more should be on all of our resolutions list, our real resolutions list. Okay, next one. I love being nosy on Venmo. Stalking people I've unfollowed. Huh, you make your new boyfriend pay your rent. Interesting. You got together for drinks without one known member of the group. I see. <laughs> being nosy, being nosy on Venmo is is a true hidden gem of life, especially because it syncs with your contacts. And I've had the same phone number since I was like 14. So every person I've ever come in contact with, I have on Venmo. And I have seen some very interesting transactions that were probably supposed to be private. I've even caught a few I'm sorry transactions between couples. That one's always, always intriguing. Um, speaking of Venmo, this is a kind of a different topic, but it comes up a lot. And that is the concept of people who Venmo request something that's like under $5. This comes up in like every topic in Am I the Asshole, Judge Maddie, all of these episodes that we do. People are like, my best friend requested $2.20 from me. Like who's in the wrong here? Here's where I stand. Any type of Venmo request should be discussed before the money is spent. Otherwise, you're the bad friend. Like if you go out, if you go out to dinner with a friend and the check comes and you're like, oh no, I've got it. And then you request the Venmo later. I think that that's rude. You should say, hey, no, I'll put it on my card and you can Venmo me later. And that's with any amount of money. Like if you drive somewhere and then three days later you request your friends $2 for gas, you're in the wrong. You should have said like, hey, I can drive, but will you chip in for gas? Surprise Venmo is bad manners. I think that that's just, that is bad behavior. Okay. Next one. I will not stop pranking scam callers. I love giving them fake card numbers, addresses, actors' names, etc. If you haven't ever pranked a scammer, 10 out of 10 would recommend. Will really make your day better. Love you and the pod. Happy holidays. Yeah, my my family started doing this. Like our group messages now are just the things that we've said to scammers. It is it's the most entertaining thing. Also, they do deserve it. Here's something weird about about myself that's happened lately. I used to be very against answering any unknown number. Like if I didn't have the number in my phone, you couldn't pay me to answer. But recently I've started doing this thing where I deny the call and then I call them back. Why? Why do I do this? Admittedly, there are several things very wrong with me. And this is for sure one of them. I don't know. I, I do think that like sometimes I call back and it's like an automated system so I can see who it is. Like sometimes an unknown number will call, I'll call it back and the the automated machine, it'll be like the salon that I'm getting my hair done at. So then I know who called. I don't know. It's weird. Why don't I just answer them? I, I couldn't tell you. I, I really couldn't. I, I wish I could. 
Okay, next one. I'm going to keep getting plastic surgery because I don't like how I look. We can't all be body neutral queens. I am very much not opposed to plastic surgery. I think that if you're doing it because you want to look a certain way, you should absolutely go for it. My my only problem, this is not a hot take, but it's when people do it because like their partner or husband or whatever wants them to do it and they don't even really want to do it. Like when a husband wants his wife to have bigger boobs, but she's fine with her boobs. That's when I don't like it. Other than that, carve it up, girl. Do your thing. Absolutely no shame. Okay, this is a topic that came up a lot in these submissions, and that is gossip. A lot of you, us, I was going to say you, but I'm included in this group. A lot of us are not giving up gossip. And yeah, gossip in a safe space with trusted friends, delicious part of life. I, I like the way this this one submission put it. It says, hi, bestie. I love you. And I love to gossip so much. Like to the point I'm probably going past jail and straight to hell. I don't share people's secrets they've entrusted to me. But if someone's workspace has a used Q-tip on the floor, I can no longer work until I've told every soul I know. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like I'm not out here telling people's secrets. I'm out here sharing unimportant information. Because gossip does, it takes some self-reflection though, because you have to ask yourself, could the information I'm sharing ruin someone's life permanently or even temporarily? Then shut your damn mouth. If the information you're sharing is like a small grievance with someone that you more than likely would say it to their face, but you don't want to cause a problem, that's acceptable. Don't dispute me. I'm a doctor. All right, next one. I will not be budgeting or cutting back on spending in any area of my life. If the universe does not see fit to give me more money so I can live my best life, that is absolutely none of my business. <laughs> Put this on a t-shirt, spray paint it on my wall, tattoo it on my face. This is the 2023 energy I'm bringing. I'm cutting out shame and I'm spending more money. Those are my, my two things that I, I really do want to bring into the new year. Okay, next one. I will 100% be continuing to judge people's wedding dresses. I know it's so awful because it's their day and I'm sure they feel so beautiful in their dress, but ah, uh, some are just so ugly. Wedding dresses are so hard not to judge. It's so hard not to judge people's wedding dress choices, and this is coming from somebody who hated their own wedding dress. Like, part of me, part of me does wonder if I just picked an ugly wedding dress and hated it immediately just so nobody else could say it first. Do you guys ever do that? It's not, it's the the self-awareness thing I was talking about, but I definitely take it too far and it does affect how I how I see a lot of things including myself. Like I just want to get ahead of it so that nothing anyone says can hurt me. Like hating my own wedding dress. So when people say they hate my, my wedding dress, it doesn't hurt my feelings anymore. But then I start doing it with myself and I'm like, "Well, yeah, I'll just I'll hate myself." So then if somebody else says they hate me, it'll be fine. Guess what? Not fine. <laughs> not fine. Doesn't work. Makes you sad. This year we should we should all be a little less objective about ourselves and just a little bit more delusional. We should look at ourselves a little more delusionally because when you look at yourself self-objectively, bad news. Slippery slope, my friend. Okay, next one. I will never stop ghosting people. I'm a chronic ghoster. Hear me out. I'm not talking about somebody who I've been on more than three dates with, but if we've just gone for ice cream for 45 minutes because you had a coupon and I don't feel good about it. I do not owe you even a text about why I think it's not going to work. 
Plus, we probably met on on an app. I mean, come on, people. It's 2023, and I do not owe anything to a college dude who swiped on a filter pic, filtered pic of me in a swimsuit at 1 a.m. Now, if he asked me in person or he was in my friend group, then maybe he deserves a little explanation. But the dude who just wants to hang out till midnight and tells me how he wants to check if his future... <laughs> Hold on. I didn't read this part when I first heard this story. But the dude who wants to hang out at midnight and tells me how he wants to check if his future wife is fertile before marrying her wants a text back, that's a hard no. A digital age requires digital solutions. That last line is truly genius. I think that's very, very smart. However, what is this line? He tells me how he wants to check if his future wife is fertile before marrying her? If anybody ever questioned my fertility... No, I would not. Yeah, that that deserves a ghost. I I do agree. I respect the ghost. I do. If the roles were reversed in the situation, I would rather be ghosted. Like I don't want an essay on the reasons you don't like me after hanging out with me for 45 minutes. That's that is your business, not mine. <laughs> that is not mine to know. All right, the next one. I will never stop popping my zits. I know it is so bad and it causes more breakouts plus scarring, but the pop is just so satisfying. Oh, dang it. This is another one of mine. I also, I convince myself that it's not that bad when I do it. Like it's really bad for everyone else's skin, but mine is like more resilient. Like (laughs) this episode is really brought to light a lot of ways that I justify my own bad behavior. I'm not, I'm not proud of this. Okay. Next one. I will not stop deleting text messages after the person doesn't respond. So I don't have to live with the fact that they ignored me. I delete them from the chat. Ha. Now look who ignored who. This is accurate. If you delete texts, they never happen. It's science. Okay. Next one. I will continue to push my friends to have lives and identities outside of being new moms. I don't know if that's toxic, but our friend group has changed immensely since the babies. And we do love those little cuties, but I will not let my mom friends stop doing fun things with us because of children. Bring the little ones or leave them with your husbands. Live your life. Pay attention to me. (laughs) That is always a bummer when your best friends have kids and you're like, so they're taking the priority now. I get it. Okay. See how it is. But this is this is what good friends do. I shouldn't I shouldn't speak on the experience of mothers, obviously, but I can echo what my friends who have kids have said. (sighs) My friends and my sisters in law are the best moms ever. They're such great moms. And the thing I respect a lot about them is that they take time to do things that make them happy. Because self-sacrificing has been such a compliment for women for so long. It's like the ultimate compliment to be called selfless. But I think selfless turns into no sense of self really quick. And I feel this as a woman, but I know it's exacerbated a lot when you're a mom. So Yeah. Friends who encourage you to find yourself and your hobbies, get out of the house. Those are good friends. And you don't love your kids less just because you enjoy going out with your friends. Just want to say. Okay, next. I will not be giving up calling my exes at two in the morning from my burner phone just to wake them up and annoy them. I am what I am. (laughs) Okay. Walter White, who has a burner phone? I don't know anybody who has a burner phone except probably drug dealers. Maybe you're a drug dealer. That's cool. Guess you need a burner phone for that. Okay, next. I will continue to gaslight myself into believing that I don't need my anxiety meds because I physically cannot take another pill. (sighs) Medication is hard. 
I feel like for a very long time, I've been trying to do things that help me get off my medication. And I don't really know why. I just hate taking it. I hate relying on it. I hate needing it. And I remember telling Matt that I felt stupid that I needed a medicine to make me into a different person so I could like enjoy my life. But I love how he responded and he said, well, the medication isn't turning you into somebody else. It's actually making you more yourself. And that changed the way I like a medication and what it does for me. Because I always be like, no, I want to be, I want to be free to be me. I don't want to have to rely on this. I don't know. I just, I, I really did not like it. But now I'm realizing that the medication is letting me be free to be me. So I get it now. Everyone takes medication. Okay. It's like, it's like lotion. Everyone uses it, but if they don't, they probably need to be. Okay, next one. I will never stop being petty with my downstairs renters. I put on high heels at 10 p.m. and ran around on our hardwood floors, hardwood floors, because they were being super loud. Should I ask nicely to be quiet? Yes, but I will continue to do this through the next year. <laughs> my my upstairs neighbors, my new ones, are doing something rhythmic every morning. And it's not anything sexual because it sounds like a workout class. It sounds like they're doing like Zumba at home. And also, I think another toxic thing about me is that I never want to know my neighbors. I don't want to see you. I don't want to acknowledge you. I don't want us to ever interact. I don't want you to stop by. I don't want you to leave anything on my porch. Like, I don't want, I don't want to know that you exist. I want to pretend like we do not share a wall and that we've probably like showered within two feet of each other. Like I don't, I don't want to know about any of it. Okay. Next one. Whenever credit card companies, <laughs> this one's so weird. Whenever credit card companies send me letters with return addresses and pre-sent stamps, I reseal the envelopes with nothing inside and send them back just to cost the stupid monopolies that little bit of shipping money. Also, it probably does inconvenience them a little bit. They probably get really excited that they're getting somebody who's mailing back an offer. I said this on my hate list like a few months ago and it still stands. I hate scary mail. That's what I call any mail that's not a package that I ordered. Any mail that comes from a credit card company, I get like, you know, the the loan offers, car warranties, tax payoff, whatever, just all stuff like that. I hate the way it looks, especially when they they purposely make it look like it's a check. That's the thing that really gets me. And then they always put like important information disclosed on the outside. Oh my gosh. So any retribution. Oh, this is where oh, this is where retribution fits in. It does make sense. If you can get any retribution against the credit card companies, I say do it. I say go for it. Okay, next. I will procrastinate until I until I absolutely have zero time left and then I can do everything insanely fast and really well. It's the only way I can do a good job at something and I'm sorry if that stresses you out, but it works for me and I have zero intentions of changing. I honestly consider it a supernatural gift. That is, well, that is a gift. And somebody told me once, I think it was my friend Susan. She said, if you do it last minute, it only takes you a minute. <laughs> It's the worst. It's the worst advice. And I take it all the time because I am. I mean, I think it's I think I probably I've been told I have ADHD. I don't know if all of us just have ADHD. I don't know. Who knows? But they say that that's a that's a symptom of it. Side note, maybe we've talked about like mental health too much. Like maybe we all are. I think that we all probably convince ourselves we have a lot more 
like mental deficiencies than we probably have. I'm not saying I'm working with like a fine tuned machine upstairs, but I just I probably don't have all of the diseases that I've been told that I have. Anyway, not that ADHD is a disease, but you get what I'm saying. So at what? Okay, off topic, proving my point. But procrastinating is one of them because it's a very motivating force. And usually you don't feel very motivated unless you have like a very strict deadline or something like that. So yeah, I also procrastinate. Like I'm getting ahead on episodes right now. Like I'm pre-recording these, you know, four episodes so that I can take Christmas off. And like, I'll always tell myself like, okay, now I'm a month ahead. I'm a month ahead on episodes. So like I can start recording and I'll be a month ahead. I can like batch all these episodes and be able to take some time off if I need it and not have to like do a new episode every single week. And I know myself and I know that I will wait until the very last minute to do another episode. (laughs) I'm sorry, Nick, my producer. I wish I was I wish I was more organized and I wish I did things ahead of time. I also I do have a good excuse, though. I don't want to like miss anything. Like I don't want anything to be outdated by the time the episode comes out. Like I want to be up to date on like pop culture stuff. You know what I mean? Okay, next one. I will never stop being obsessed with my birthday. I'm 25 and I love having a day all about me. Sue me. At work, there's a newsletter that gets sent out for upcoming events and and such. And one of the things that's included is birthdays. Well, mine got left off. So I went around and added my name to all the printed versions because I want to be celebrated. No shame. I think I'm going to start. I'm, I'm going to start that this year. I turned 30 this year and I'm going to start really loving my birthday. I do. I do like it. Like I like I like getting older. I like you know, having a new age. I like going out with my friends. I like being celebrated, but I'm going to like really start milking it now. Like I just had a hard year. Okay. Like, let me live. I'm going to start going all out the things. So I guess the things that I've, I've discovered that I'm doing this year, I'm going to have less shame. Okay. That's my main thing. Second thing, spend more money. Third thing. What was the third thing I I said that I was going to start doing? Can't remember, but making a way bigger deal about my birthday. That's also going to be happening this year. All right, let's keep it. Let's keep it a rolling. These are so inspiring me. So inspiring me. So inspiring to me. They're really making me see that I don't need to change anything about me. Okay. She says this one is so bad that I'm not sure if it should go into the secret confessions pile or petty petty princess category, but it's a habit I cannot break. So I'll bring it into 2023 with me for sure. Every time someone approaches me and says, you look so familiar. Do I know you from blank or have we met before? I just flat out deny it. Even if, especially if I know they were in my calculus class, I will deny remembering. Now I don't just shout no, but I'm always like, Hmm, I don't know. Maybe I don't even remember. (laughs) I'm wondering if it's some insecurity thing about not wanting to admit that I do indeed know their name and date of birth, but yeah, I do it all the time. And I just make it seem like they are the silly ones for remembering me so well and never getting over seeing me in their calculus class. It is a it is a power move. I will say I will say I try not to do it. Sometimes I do it. So like I feel like I'm pretty conscious of it and I don't want to do it. But then sometimes you just you do kind of feel like you have the upper hand when you do this. One time when I was working at a bakery, there was an influencer who came in like a really big influencer that you all know came in and there was like a wedding wedding luncheon or something that they were going to. And somebody was like, oh, my gosh, look who's here. And I was like, who? I've never even heard of them. I don't even know what. I've never heard of an influencer. What's an influencer? What's Instagram? I don't even get it. I don't even like I played so dumb. 
And I knew exactly who they were and why they were here. And I don't know why. I just, they didn't even know me. It would have made no difference if I would have said, yeah, I know who they are. They didn't interact with me one time. But just to my coworkers, I had to make it sound like I had no idea what they were talking about. Okay, next one. I will never stop pooping at every store I walk into. I don't know. I just have to. I don't know why this is said like a threat. (laughs) I don't know why this is said like she's doing it to be offensive toward the stores. However, there is a disease. Let's see. Pooping at stores disease. I should stop using the word disease. That's not that's not what it's called. Okay, it's it's this article. I just found it. It says a doctor explains why bookstores make some people feel the need to poop. There is a there is a phenomenon called the Mariko Aoki phenomenon. <laughs> it talks about how when people walk into bookstores, it gives them the sudden urge to go to the bathroom. And I mean, I think that if you've been to a Barnes and Noble, you've probably experienced it. Is there literally any other bookstore on the planet? I know there's local bookstores, obviously support local. Um, but there's no other big name. This is just coming to me now. And I'm just saying this. I should Google it before I say it. But I, I couldn't name a single other like big bookstore. We used to have a store called Borders, which had books and like music. But anyway, not important. The important thing is that this is real. And there have been studies done on it. And a doctor even explained it in this men's health article that I just pulled up. So yeah, I think that that happens also. I don't know why, but it also happens in like discount stores. Like when I walk into a Nordstrom rack, I don't know why. I don't know why, but that also happens to me or TJ Maxx or anything like that. That's the only time, not other, not regular stores, not regular Nordstrom, But when I walk into Nordstrom Rack, I also have this urge. Very weird. Very weird. Okay, next one. I will never stop. Oh, sorry. This this is also bathroom related. I will never stop taking a potty break at work every hour on the hour for 10 minutes. My 10 hour, 10 hours? Why are you working for 10 hours? Maybe you're a nurse. My 10 hour work shift with 1.5 hours on the toilet per day playing on my phone goes by way faster this way. Yes, because that's company time and you should be getting paid for it no matter what. Next one. I will never stop canceling on every plan I make last minute just because my house is so cozy. I love canceling on things. Well, I I don't cancel as much anymore. I just say I won't go. Like I just, I know myself more now. I used to like really overcommit and be like, yeah, I can definitely go out and do that and do all these things. Now I just, I know, I know that I'm not going to do it. I know that I'm not going to make it to that, to that party or that dinner. So I get it. I'm 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 team I'm team bail, but more so I'm team don't commit to going. Okay, next one. I will never stop saying I'm on my way when I'm still putting on my makeup and I won't leave for 20 more minutes. Well, guess what? The person you're probably going to meet up with is me, and I'm judging you for being 20 minutes late. <laughs> what I noticed in a lot of these submissions is that a lot of you guys think that sleeping is a toxic behavior. And I don't know if I'm wrong or if you're wrong, because a lot of you are like, well, I just sleep in on the weekends when I have nothing else to do. Okay. That seems like super normal behavior to me. Or people who are like, well, I set my alarm like an hour before I need to wake up so that I can sleep an extra hour. Yeah. That's just, that's just keeping yourself sane. That's just staying alive. Like sleeping is not, is not 
anything to do or sleeping has nothing to do with anything toxic, you know? And then we have the flip side where people are like, yeah, I'm never going to stop lying to my husband about some major <laughs> life event. Someone is like stealing money from their husband's savings account and not telling him, which I mean, get it, girl. But it does seem a little bit shady. I mean, what if he logs in there and like 10 grand is gone? You never know. All right. Well, that is where we're wrapping things up today. I hope that you guys had a lovely New Year's celebration. And don't let, you know, I'm here to I'm here to de demotivate you because things get really motivational at the beginning of the year. Lots of people coming out with new ways to lose weight or meal prep or, you know, do all these things. The only things we should be worried about are having fun and making money and eating good food. Oh, there was there was a submission. I th- I meant to say this during the the submission about money, but she said I'm not going to cut my my eating budget in half because eating good food makes me happy. And I think that that's a very good thing to bring into the new year. If it makes you happy, if any part of it makes you happy, if gossiping makes you happy, if, you know, pooping a Barnes Noble makes you happy, you don't have to give up anything that makes you happy and you don't have to feel shame. Remember, that's, yeah, I'm sorry. I I recorded these all close together. So I probably touched on some of the same things. And one of those is like not feeling shame, even when people tell you you should feel shame. So we're not bringing that into 2023. I'm excited for what the bad broadcast has coming. And I'm so glad that you're here. So glad that you joined me. I love you a lot. There is a merch sale coming up on Dear Media. So keep an eye out for that. And yeah, be safe, be kind, be hot. I love you so much. Okay, bye. Thanks so much for listening. Remember, you can catch a new episode of The Bad Broadcast every Monday. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss anything. Also, I want to hear from you. So please leave a rating and review. You can also follow me on Instagram at The Bad Broadcast for all the behind the scenes action and more information. Talk to you next week. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.